Is everybody ready? Let's get rolling. This is The Big Show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Really? Is that true? Yep. Uh, I even looked for stuff on Amazon. What do you think about this, Gordon? It is The Big Show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Big thanks to Dennis Lindsay for joining us there in the 3 o'clock hour. We'll talk about what Dennis had to say coming up here in a moment. But I've got to get you to weigh in on this. Uh, Gordo, you know Austin. Uh, he's a big baseball fan. We, we've known that for a long time, and I, I think we're all thirsting for sports a little bit, including the the fine folks at ESPN who have decided that they're going to start airing Korean League baseball because they're playing. So you know, <laughs> someone's playing. Let's throw it on TV. I get it. But Austin, uh, get this. You did some you sh- you did some digging and even selected a team. Yeah, if I may, I'll tease my podcast okay. while you ask me about it. The EP podcast. Check it out every day. Uh, yeah, I, I went into some research to fi- figure out what team I should align myself with. And I, I landed on, you, you have the NC Dinos. You've got the Doosan Bears, the Samsung Lions, the Latte Giants, the LG Twins, the Kiwoom Heroes, Heroes, the Kia Tigers, the SK Wyverns, the Hanwha Eagles, the KT Wiz, or the Hyundai Unicorns. Oh, I would have gone with the KT Wiz for sure. <laughs> That's why I knew Gordon would like that one. Uh, but I went with the Samsung Lions, and I'll tell you why. I only buy Samsung phones. I only like Samsung TVs. All right. I'm a Samsung guy. You are a Samsung you dude. You take your LG twins and you stick it where the Samsung Lions are going all the way. Okay. And I like it. They immediately did the old Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim thing and lost game one four nothing last night. So they, to they might stick the NC Dinos. Okay. So. You didn't look so, into the record so, at all. This was game one. Well, I mean, like yeah, the previous yeah, year. Yeah. or something. I, I find think out. I did. In fact, one of these teams, it may have been the Samsung Lions, is considered like the Cubs of the KBO. The lovable, the lovable losers. losers. Yeah. So, uh, as you were saying, uh, should we be allowing Austin to choose for himself? Because he did pick the Angels a long time ago. Uh, yeah, you, of course he can pick for himself. What, are you, what kind of question is that? We should all be able to pick the teams we <laughs> I'm root like, for. I'm trying to save him from himself because his reasoning really doesn't sound all that uh, logical. Well, what's your reasoning? Why shouldn't I have picked the Samsung Lions? Ooh, Samsung had a rough year last year, by the way. <laughs> well, that was last year. 60-83-1. and one. Hey, that, that uh, sounds you know, like the Angels. They finished 20 games, uh, 28 games out of first. Nah, who they was were the right there. Team? Who was the best team? Uh, the NC Dinos. Uh, Dusan and SK. They were tied for... Uh, the Wyverns, wait, please. Wait, wait, they were tied. Who won the championship? I don't know. I'm just looking at the standings, so I'm assuming this okay, is just regular I, season. Okay, that's who I'm going with, whoever won it. Of course. Of course. What What are the What are the nicknames of those two teams? The SK Wyverns and the, what was the other one, Jake? Dusan. Dusan Bears. I like the Bears. The Bears. Let's, go with the, let's go with the Bears. The Bears. They I lost know. Uh, to I, LG yesterday, 8-2. to two. Oh, they did? Oh wait, hold on. Let me rethink. The oh. bears. What was the other thing? What were that? What's a wyson? A wyvern. I think it's a, a bird. Wyvern. I think it's a bird. I could be wrong though. A bird? I could be wrong. Mm. Okay. A wyvern is a. Uh, it's like a dragon. 
A dragon? It is a dragon. Oh, that's pretty cool. A wyvern is a legendary bipedal dragon with a tail often ending in a diamond or arrow-shaped tip. Did they win their first uh, first game? Uh, the uh, SK Wyverns? I'm not sure. Let yeah. me check. Nope. They lost to the Hanwha Eagles 3 nothing. We all knew Gordon wasn't picking the team from Kia. Yeah. The Kia sponsor. Or the Hyundai. Team. Yeah, or the Hyundai. That wasn't happening. Uh, my, my daughter has a, has a Hyundai. I know. We're very pro-Hyundai on this show, but... All right, well, I'm going to have to give this some thought because I'm not just going to willy-nilly pick some team. I, I, need, to, I need to really research it, uh, but it'll be, it'll be kind of fun to have something to root for. I like that they're all named after the businesses that own them. Like, like, uh, like the, the Hyundai Unicorns, they're, they're not based in a city called Hyundai. Uh, no, no, no. Yeah, yeah. The LG Twins are based in Seoul, but they're the LG Twins, not the Seoul Twins. So, let's see here. Uh, Doosan actually swept Ki-Woom in the Korean series last year. 4-0. Oh, did they? The Bears? The Bears. They swept uh, the, the series. And Ki-Woom, the heroes, began their season yesterday 11-2 over the Kia Tigers. I might go with Ki-Woom. What was their mascot? The heroes. The heroes? Yeah, that sounds like me. <laughs> little hero ball? I'm going with, I think I'm going to go with the Kiwoom Heroes. they got a classic-looking logo. I like that. All right. I'll go with the Bears, and Austin's going with the uh, with the cell phones. Now, yeah, right. But the problem is the, the Samsung Lions have the same colors and uh, imaging almost as the Detroit Lions, and that's not a good sign. No, that's <laughs> not, not a good a, sign That's at all. not a good sign. <laughs> but dang it, yeah. I'm a Samsung guy. I like it. All right. All right. The Kiwoom Heroes, womb heroes, K I W O O M. What's the company that sponsors the Bears? Dusan. What do they make? Uh, uh, I don't know. You're not up on your Korean companies. Uh, corporate holding company. Of course they are. <laughs> They're a stock company. <laughs> of course, that's Gordon's team. Uh, oh, brother! Well, the heroes. Right. The heroes mascot is Tiokadori. Which I think translate in, into Mister Jaw. I like that. Ooh. Ooh, yeah. By the way, Gordon Dusan finished down four and a half percent today. Just so you know, that's not a good omen. All right, are we gonna are we gonna do some sort of wager on this? Oh well, then I want to repick. <laughs> what do you mean repick? <laughs> I didn't know. I picked before both of you. We don't know. Well, about before I knew there was a wager we involved. We don't know about any of these teams. I know that they suck. Well, I mean. Gordon, of course, is going to pick the front runner, but how often has that worked out for him? The Samsung Lions finished 28 games out of first, you said, last year. And there's only eight teams. How many teams are there? Nine? This seems Ten? logical, though, for a, <laughs> for an Angel, uh, Angels fan. Yeah, true. Fine. Yeah, you should be used to it. Fine, 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 fine. So, do, they all, do they also have no pitching? Yeah, probably. So are we doing uh, – well, we can't follow this the whole season, can we? We bought what? Well, it might be the only season. We give daily updates of the Korean baseball. League. I love it. Twenty seconds of Korean baseball. How come they're able to go? What's going on over there? Have they have they uh, have they beat this thing? There's no fans in the stands. I don't believe. Oh, is there? 
And uh, South Korea is well. One, their their population is significantly smaller, but they uh, they've handled this thing really well because they had the SARS epidemic in the early two thousands, so they were mm-hmm. much more prepared for this type of thing than everyone else. I hope our country has learned. I hope we've all learned from this. And uh, tragic though it's been for some families, and it really has devastated some. Hopefully, as a country, we can be better prepared moving forward. Uh, yeah, let's hope so. Uh, Gordon, let's talk a little bit about what uh, Dennis Lindsay had to say. What uh, what jumped out at you? Where do you want to start? Well, the first thing that uh, came to me is his optimism. He seemed very optimistic. I feel better having talked to him, don't you? Uh, yeah, well, I, I think the, the NBA has been fairly proactive, at least lately, and I think uh, Dennis is, is kind of uh, on board with that, or at least I got that feeling. He made it sound as though, as far as the uh, Rudy and Donovan – thing goes that uh, not only based on what he said there not only is he does he think that this little hubbub is 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 well beyond solvable i got the impression that uh, they really want to work with these two you know we took it a step farther in talking about the discussion about what will the jazz want to do as they go into the future and with those big contracts that are coming up, we wondered a little bit, but it sure sounded like he was full bore ahead. Yeah, and I think that that is probably well. You you want to make those types of decisions from a, a position of strength, right? You don't want something like uh, a disagreement over whatever the disagreement's over to make that decision for you. We want to make that decision based on what's best for the future of the franchise. And I think in a perfect world. Donovan and Rudy would continue on their already all-star ascent and they'd uh, do big things together because, well, they're currently on the team and the Jazz are in the most uh, advantageous position to retain both of them if that's what they uh, choose to do. But the cost is going to be high. And the cost is going to cut the opportunity for other stellar players added to the mix. Yeah, those two have got to be really good. If they're going to be paid the maximum amount they could possibly make, if that's what, if that's the direction that this goes, what stood out to you? Um, yeah, he's, well, his his talk about Rudy and Donovan and how they've communicated, and I, I would I would guess that that has been the biggest hurdle with this thing, regardless of of what's been reported about Rudy and Donovan, is getting everybody on the same page and communicating, and that you know probably was gas on the fire where you've got a situation where you've you've got to squash it you know i don't know how big of uh, of uh, a rift it became or has become or whatever the case may be but you know it's a lot more difficult to solve those things when you can't get them into the same room yeah and when you're not playing games i mean how many how many locker room disagreements gordon all of a sudden get solved because you play three more games and all of a sudden you're like oh what were we what were we disagreeing (laughs) about because that that feels like ages ago you know you're yeah. you're playing what's that cliche they say about basketball you gotta can't worry about a loss because you got a game tomorrow right. you know that helps right that helps you're moving on as opposed to with those two whatever the case would have been wherever they were at in their relationship on that night in oklahoma city everything stopped you know and all of a sudden you're separated and you're not communicating and you're not working together on a daily basis. And it's probably a real challenge to overcome some things that probably wouldn't be that hard to overcome if you were still behaving as if normal. Yes. Um, yeah. Except it could have gotten worse had they 
lost the next three games. You never know, right? Right? right. You, uh, you you never know, but I mean, you you when you have a common goal, Gordon, doesn't that often help? I mean, the, you know, regardless if you're in a, a community, whether it's uh, work or or family or church or whatever, if you have a common goal, that usually helps everybody get onto the same page, as opposed to all of a sudden one day overnight that goal just disappears and you're basically cast into a, a situation that has no definitive end or or way to deal with it. Well, when you're circling the wagons, your your concern is battling the other guys, right? Instead of yourselves. But if you if you lose a wagon or two, then you might be pointing the finger at, hey, how come you didn't uh, hold the fort down over there, you know, or whatever. So I, I don't know. I it, it seems like these are pretty good guys that will be able to figure things out, uh, and that's certainly the tone and tenor of what Dennis was saying. Yeah. Uh, he, he, I thought it was interesting. He talked about how maybe the deadline, or not the deadline, the date that the NBA is set for possibly having some folks in the facility said that's May 8th, and they're they're working toward that. But it might not, for the Jazz at least, it might not be May 8th. It might be a couple of days later just because they want to make sure that the conditions are exactly how they want them. And I think most folks would say, uh, you, you know, figure out what you got to figure out. What were the rules? Are the rules laid out for how many can be in at one time? You know what? I have not seen those definitively. It's okay. for sure individual workouts. Yes. Yeah. I, I thought somebody said like four or something like that, but I I don't know. I, I'll have to go back and review that. But one thing I do, I do trust the NBA. I think they have been out in front on this thing, and they have been extremely cautious, like Dennis was talking about. And if they if they make a plan, I'm going to think that it was couched in the data. It was couched in logic. It was couched in taking the advice of, of the medical professionals who really know what they're talking about. I do believe that's what's governing this. More, I know it's a business. I know there are economics involved. And jobs and money and all that stuff, but I I think they are being really uh, uh, wise to because if you concern yourself too much with on the money side, then that can come back to haunt you. Because if you if you're too careless about the other thing, then then the plan that you're putting in place might completely fall apart on you. And it seems to me every step of the way, Adam Silver has been very thoughtful. To get this right, as he should. Yeah, I mean, they've got plenty of time on their hands to figure it out, and so that's. I may trust the NBA more than I trust the federal government. <laughs> well, okay, that's probably a different conversation in and of itself, yeah. uh, there, Gordon. But I do think the. Sorry, NBA, did I think that or did I say? It? I think the NBA has uh, has um, been responsible in the way that they've dealt with this. I, I think that all sports, actually, the, across the landscape thus far, has behaved responsibly. We've talked about this. I don't. I don't think the NFL, by proceeding with their offseason stuff, uh, were irresponsible at all. In fact. Uh, I think it was great to have the draft, even as unique as it was, and they pulled it off with with flying colors, really. And I, I think that's great. We've seen the news about Major League Soccer starting to go down some of the roads. The the NBA is. We've heard different um, conversations about solutions for Major League Baseball and hockey as well. And so, you know, I, I think sports for the most part has has behaved responsibly through this. Now, you know, some more difficult decisions are probably on the horizon, and we'll see how it goes. But 
so far, I, I think sports has been leaders in this. I mean, I don't think that everyday folks should be looking at Adam Silver for their leadership on a, <laughs> on a I guess, behavioral basis. But, um, no, I, I think that their behavior and the way they've dealt with this in an unprecedented time has been good. Yeah, and obviously, like you were talking about, it'll be very interesting to see what the fruits of that caution will be moving forward, whether it ends up uh, in in games being played yet this season or postseason, or not. Just not just for the NBA, but for all the leagues and college football. It's we got our eyes wide open heading in from this point forward. I want to remind you about our friends at Syringa Networks, home to complete business, telecom, and IT solutions backed by an industry-leading SLA that guarantees the uptime your business needs. It's effective communication for 21st century Utah. Get started now at syringanetworks.net. More big show straight ahead, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5, 1280 The Zone. Thank you very much for making us a part of your day. Thanks to Dennis Lindsay for jumping on with us today. We've got that interview up at 1280thezone.com. If you want to uh, check that out, also give it a retweet on uh, Twitter. Big thanks uh, to Dennis. He was uh, really, really good. We covered a, a number of different things, including his uh, his thoughts on the Jordan documentary, which was uh, fun to get to. But Gordon, you uh, you wrote a column about the Jordan documentary and the ultimate sin in sports. Yeah, the whole uh, the whole gambling issue with Michael Jordan. Uh, when it gets to the point where a guy is dropping the amount of cash that he is in, in games of chance, uh, that that uh, that raises a real red flag. And I heard what David uh, Stern said and what he has said in previous interviews before his passing, that uh, they didn't think it was any big deal. That's what he just said publicly. Um, we learned a long time ago not to always uh, believe what people say publicly, but uh, Michael Jordan sounded like he called it a competitiveness problem. Uh, it sounded like a gambling problem to me. And it wasn't uh, so much so that it was leading him to financial ruin, obviously because his, his, his uh, income was expanding at such a huge rate. But um, it was enough to, to catch my attention. And uh, it, it's, it can be devastating in the lives of people who are compulsive in, in this regard. Uh, and when I have interviewed those people in the past, Jake, they don't talk about the money. They talk about the action. That's what they're hooked on. Not so much the money. And obviously the money is is a part of that. But it's the thrill of the chase. It's And I've seen people absolutely destroy their lives with that. Now, fortunately, most people can just gamble and have fun with it and not let it control their lives. And good on them. If they want to do that, that's uh, their entertainment dollars and they can do it any which way they want. But for some people, when they get so into it, and it seems like Jordan fit into that category, that becomes dangerous. Yeah, but, you know, is it dangerous to him, right? I mean, isn't that his ultimate defense for this whole thing is, is well, I've got the means to do this, so what do you care? And, and the, there's some legitimacy to that defense. I mean, 
he was in what was that golf hustler's name again gordon you remember slim slim what did he write him a check for like 56 grand or something like that yeah. 57 grand which you know to austin and me not so much you but to us it's like wow that is that is just lunacy but the truth is to michael jordan then and now especially now i mean that that really is you know, pennies on the dollar, right? So, right, and, like, and I'm not I'm not saying that Michael Jordan entered the the danger zone, but he was edging toward it. Anytime anybody is that hooked on the action, then you start to worry a little bit about what the overall effect can be. And I'm not saying it was in his case, but that's why that's why pro leagues are so freaking worried about this kind of thing. They don't want their players uh, getting. Hook, uh, getting caught up in that, and then they don't like the perception to the public of what that might lead to or what that might mean. I get why uh, sports are so paranoid about gambling on game fixing games. I mean, mm-hmm. it, the legitimacy of sports is the backbone that the entire industry is is built on. So I, I certainly understand the embargo when it comes to you know what Pete Rose did, for example. And and as a result, I don't have any sympathy for that guy. I mean, there's there's one rule you can't break, and he broke it. You can't gamble on the sport you're playing. And so uh, honestly, Gordon, when it comes to compulsive behavior. A lot of times we want to protect people from themselves, and that's not really possible. So, I mean, I don't, I don't know. When I when I think about Michael Jordan and his gambling behavior, a lot of a lot of me thinks like, well, so what? He's not hurting anybody. Well, he has the I, means I, to do it. And who am I to judge? I mean, except except I'm not. I want to know more. I want to know more about what was taking place. Uh, I, I don't know whether he was betting on games or not. He said that he was betting only on himself. Uh, and, and if that's true, okay, so be it. But I, this is one of those areas where we talked about after we saw episodes five and six that we wish we had more information. See, that you know what, that line I only bet on myself, that really jumped out to me because if he was betting on himself playing basketball, well, then that's a big problem. Mm-hmm. If you're betting yeah. on yourself playing golf – or playing cards, well, then, by all means. I mean, mm-hmm. that this is America. You make up your own mind as long as the the you know laws in wherever you are permit it. I mean, I don't care, right? I th- I thought that was an interesting way of phrasing it when I caught my attention too when he said it that way. I only bet on myself, and it's like, well, uh, I mean, that wasn't a defense when when Pete Rose was saying yes. bet on myself. Like, uh, <laughs> that that it, that doesn't matter. But if you were betting on yourself uh, at quarters with that uh, that usher or the security guy at the United Center, who actually did you read uh, about his backstory at all? No, he was, I, didn't. Uh, I, I believe, a narcotics officer for the uh, Chicago police. The guy who looked like Weird Al Yankovic. The guy with the the curly blonde mullet. Yeah, with the powdered okay. wig on. Yeah. yeah. Uh, anyway, you know, Austin, you might particularly like that story, but uh, yeah, right. I I mean, I liked when he shrugged. I get that. Yeah, I know. Hilarious. <laughs> I get that gambling is like any other compulsive behavior where it, it can get out of control on, on people. And, and you're right. There there are some devastating consequences for families out there. But that, you know, that's similar to drinking. That's similar to drugs. I mean, there's a lot of compulsive stuff that's out there. And, uh, it, you know, like I said, we often want to protect people from themselves. But when is that necessary and when is that Right. You know, if Michael Jordan wants to bet $100,000 on a round of golf and he can afford it, then and they're playing in Nevada or wherever it's legal, then why should I have a problem with it? 
except for the fact that it, it is gambling and gambling is freaks out pro leagues. I mean, it always has, and I think it always will. I don't know. I don't think there's anything they can really do about it. What, what would the what would the solution be? Uh, prevent all gambling if you're a, a member of a major sports league? Because that I don't think that's possible. I mean, you know, you, like they you looked at it at the the documentary a little bit. The the card games on the planes, like that's all that happens a lot. Uh, betting on didn't shots it, after practices. I mean, didn't golf Rick games. New Heist will get in trouble for playing big, uh, big, uh, put big money on NCAA tournament games. Or the tor- that know, the- was because he was a, a um, member of the athletic department and an employee of the university. Okay. I don't. It, I'd have to look into that a little bit more, but I don't think that was an NCAA thing. I think that was all members of the athletic department could not participate in it. I just wish I knew a little more about what went on with Jordan um, and and how 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 pervasive that was. If it's what you said, if it's what he says it is, and if it's what you just described there, then okay, then I don't have a problem with it so much. But the perception is a little dicey. And then next thing you know, he goes and plays baseball for a couple of years, you know, and then uh, that that just. We've all heard the conspiracy theories about that, and that was sort of a strange look, too. It was, and I've, I've certainly heard those conspiracy theories, too. But, I mean, we haven't seen any laws broken or we haven't seen any prosecution one way or another, right? So, I mean, I don't know what we could do besides believe what we want to believe, I guess. But <laughs> I, I don't know. If he wasn't betting on basketball, I don't really care. Well, yeah. He he always seemed his priority always seemed to be winning. <laughs> so I'm fairly convinced of that. Yeah, no doubt. All right, let's get out to the zone phone. We'll have the not sports port coming up right around the corner. But joining us now from Miki Couture, one of my all time favorite companies, because I think Gordon, I have about eight Mikis at my house. <laughs> I got uh, one right oh, here. Oh, they're just so amazing. Christine is on with us now. We're going to get you guys ready for Mother's Day. And Christine, first of all, how are you? How are things? We are great, and thank you so much for having having me on and, and talking about Minky Couture. Funny story, today I was on the phone, another some other call with a guy, and I said, yeah, we've been really busy around here for Mother's Day. And his comment was, oh my gosh, Minky is the perfect gift for Mother's Day. <laughs> it hadn't even crossed his mind, and we've been talking, you know, several times throughout the week, so... Uh, thanks for having us on for and giving me the opportunities to say Minky Couture is really the the only thing anybody wants for Mother's Day. It is. It I, is I, I, I got I to tell you, as Jake has a bunch of them. I, I have one that's right in front of me here. And I'm telling you right now that getting just one was a mistake because <laughs> there, there are fights that break out among my family yes. members over that yes. blanket right there. And, and we have a solution for that. You, you can have more than one. So, Jake, thank you, Gordon. <laughs> we, we have a code for all the listeners out there that think that, only, you know, one is, um, is enough. It is not. It is not. That is for sure. Well, let's let's talk about what's going on. First and foremost, let's let's talk about how you guys are operating and how we physically can get our hands on uh, on a Mickey. Yes. So our stores are operating 
but we are doing curbside pickup only. We just feel like for the safety of all of our customers and our employees, because it is such a touchy-feely product, it is best for us at this time to keep our doors closed, but be operating with curbside pickup only. And if you want that gift by Mother's Day, definitely curbside pickup is the way to go. Um, and it's fairly simple. You call, you look online and find the blanket you want. And it's always good to have one or two options. Call our stores. We have, um, we've even um, added some phone lines to get, so we make sure everyone can get through. Give us a call, purchase that blanket over the phone, and then give us a call when you're there. And we run it right out with our masks and our gloves on, run it out to you. Um, and the other option is pull into our parking lot. We, in the next few days, we'll have a worker right there at the curb that can help you take your order, get that blanket right out to you. And we do have a code for all of our zone listeners, zone 50 for 50% off of your purchase. That is so amazing because you know our listeners and and we know you love our listeners, but you know they're like us where we have not started planning for Mother's Day yet and have no idea what to do. (laughs) So thank goodness you guys are doing this. We have have made it simple. I love it. All right. So Zone 50 is what they need to say to get that 50% off. Yes. Yes. Yep. And great selections, anything from flowers, uh, floral prints, geometric prints. The plush plush is always a, a great way to go, but a great selection, perfect for anyone. And I guarantee you, it won't be a gift that she says, "Oh, can I return it? Can I exchange it? You know, um, why did you get me an elliptical? Why did you get me running <laughs> shoes?" No, she needs time to escape and have solitary time this Mother's Day with her very own Minky blanket. Well, Christine, we appreciate you jumping on the show, and we appreciate even more you taking care of all the moms out there. Thank you so much. Yes, thank you. All right, that's Christine from Minky Couture, and they have locations all up and down the state, uh, Leighton, Ogden, Draper, Orem, and St. George. And just give them a call or go online. You can find what you want, and then they're doing the curbside pickup. And remember to mention Zone 50 and get that 50% off. Gordon, now's your chance. In fact, you could add two more for the price of one, buddy. You can make that happen. You can get Lisa a Mother's Day gift and yourself a Mother's Day gift. (laughs) Why should I get myself a Mother's Day gift? Just because you deserve it, Gordon. That's all. Oh, okay. You know, just a little something nice for you. And and I'm sure she doesn't want to share with you either because. I, I know this about my own wife. She's very protective of what are her Mickeys. Now, we have a lot of Mickeys, but hers is is really only hers. Do you have his and hers? Oh, yeah. I, I'm not kidding. We've got like eight. Hmm. We, uh, we've been a, a Mickey fan basically since the beginning because we had friends that used uh, with their kids Mickey baby blankets. And when we saw them, we we're like, holy cow, what are those? I was just telling Christine, they do the NICU thing. Yep. They donate Which a, is amazing. a blanket to the NICU. And uh, you, Jake, your daughter was in the NICU. Yep. Mine was in the NICU. That meant a lot to us. It, it's amazing, you know, uh, uh, what they do. And I love their, their story of how they started. I mean, just, it's just a small Utah company that had an outstanding product. Gordon, in fact, Sandy, who I believe we're going to talk to tomorrow, made one of these blankets for her daughter who was in the hospital. And the nurses saw what she made and said, wow, you really need to uh, do this for a, for a business. And bam, they just took off. I Once mean, so you wrap up an amazing. Oh, yeah, it's amazing. You don't ever want it anything is, else. It is true. 
I can't I can't figure out how they do it, but uh, I guess it's not my business. It's just enjoyable to have uh, have a blanket like that. And uh, you know, a lot of our listeners think they're tough guys and whatnot. I don't care how tough you are. You wrap yourself in that blanket, you're going to be feeling better about life. All right, coming up next, we have the Not Sports Report. Then Bowler on the show for the entire 5 o'clock hour. You don't want to miss it. 97.5 and 1280 of the zone. Check this out. And now your Not Sports Report on 97.5, 1280 the zone and the Zone Sports Network. Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5, 1280 The Zone. Stay tuned. Craig Bowlerjack is going to join the show for the entire 5 o'clock hour. Excited to talk to Bowler. We'll run uh, what Dennis Lindsay had to say uh, to us. Oh, what was that, Gordo, about an hour ago? Uh, we'll uh, find out what Bowler has to say. But until then, we have the Not Sports Port brought to you by the LHM Used Car Supermarket. Over 1,000 used vehicles in inventory. Shop online at LHMUsedCars.com. Gordon, where are we going today? We're going to Louisiana. Okay. Before I tell you what happened there, when you think of an aggressive animal, what what comes to mind? A badger. <laughs> That's a good one. Thank you. Those badgers, you don't mess with no, those badgers. Heck man. no. They'll come after you. Uh what else? What are some other aggressive animals? That that come to mind? A moose. Um, yeah. That's a good one. Uh-huh. A moose will get after Although you. Although aggressive, that means because moose will only come after you if they feel threatened, right? Aggressive is something means they'll just come at you for no reason. Uh, last fall, I was playing a golf course uh, around here and uh, and uh, hit 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 a shot, split the fairway, went up the fairway, was addressing my ball, and lo and behold, there is a giant moose jogging straight at me. And you thought to yourself, how am I going to get away from this moose in these jeans? <laughs> no, I, was, I was wearing shorts. But uh, I, pulled shorts. Out, I pulled out my driver and was ready to give him the what for. Well, where that'll you, do where it. Where are you now? <laughs> <laughs> you give him the what for, huh? You think that would have slowed him down? No, I don't think so. But you're right. Uh, moose uh, can be... Uh, you know, it's not bullwinkle. It's going to be real hot running away from this moose in these jeans. <laughs> How about birds? What bird comes to mind? Uh, an aggressive bird? Mm-hmm. A cockatoo. <laughs> Are they aggressive? I don't know. What's the difference of a cockatoo and a cockatiel? I have no idea. The bill? The beak? <laughs> Is it a bill or a beak? Uh... I guess well, <laughs> when I think of Bill, I think of a duck. Right, which is a bird. Yeah. Swans are aggressive birds. Aren't ostriches aggressive? I have kind of an aggressive ostrich story. They're well, pretty much dinosaurs, so probably. Yeah. Yeah. I, they, uh, <laughs> ostriches, they're huge. We, uh, for a, a friend's Eagle Scout project when I was in the old Boy Scouts, uh, we went down to the aviary and they had us paint the ostrich like shack. But they put the ostriches in the shack. <laughs> so, so it was like... While you were painting while it? While we were painting it, there were That's angry right. ostriches inside who were like, 
not were they uh, were they coming after you? Uh, no, but I mean they they were like strutting around in there and you huffing s- and puffing. You ever seen how you herd uh, ostriches like no. on an ostrich farm? You uh, put a sock on your hand. And you have to, like, grab their neck and put the sock over their head before they claw you to death with their talons. That sounds insane. It was yeah. on dirty jobs. Yeah, the the person who was there supervising us or whatever was like, yeah, you'd much rather have that ostrich in there than outside, I assure you. Mm. Ostriches have big talons, do they? Yes. Do they have bills? More of a beak. Yeah, I'd say that's a beak. It's a sharp point, so that's a beak. It's uh, a big old beak. If it's flat on the end, it's a bill. You mentioned uh, you mentioned uh, swans. Uh, I, I've told you many times, Jake, that I have seen aggressive geese on a, on a golf course, and you don't mess with them. You don't wait. You don't just wade into a flock over there because they'll they'll get you. They'll get you. Define anyway, get you. Uh, well, they'll like the rhythm peck, is going to get you, or they'll they'll peck you to death. I mean, I don't like that one guy. That one bill. guy told us. He said a, a goose will take down a dog. Is that bill really going to cause some damage? I think it can. Geese yeah. have teeth. <laughs> Wait a minute. They do. They hey, have these there... little sharp razor things inside what? their beak. Google it. No. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, this story is about an aggressive chicken. This is a release from the Walker Police Department. It's asking for the public's assistance in connection with an incident that occurred Friday at approximately 4 p.m. Walker police were dispatched to a bank on Walker South Road in response to a complaint of an aggressive chicken. Now, I've got a soft spot in my heart for chickens. Where's big dumb Uh, Huey when you need him? Uh... (laughs) I, I loved my chicken once. I loved it. I had two of them, one at a time. I didn't have them concurrently. Really? But I enjoyed them so much that I had two. And uh, I don't want to think about it because the unfortunate demise of of the one is just uh, a little too emotional for me. What happened to Although, the other? Did you deep fry it? No, the other one I let go. Uh, it grew to a point where it was really big. And uh, my mom took me out to a farm, and I just let it go on the farm. Did you I know? Did sorry. did the farm know you were just dropping off a chicken? <laughs> no, <laughs> no. You know that know. that that chicken was coyote fodder about ten minutes <laughs> after you left, right? I don't know if we had coyotes back there, but anyway. Um, this this uh, this uh, notice from the police says, although police reached the bank within a couple of minutes, within a couple of minutes of the call, the chicken apparently anticipated the arrival and fled on foot. According to the complaint, the chicken had been terrorizing bank customers all week at both the walk-up ATM and the drive-through. So okay, apparently, this chicken was flying into the windows of cars. And uh, and causing some damage, so they they have not been able to apprehend the chicken. The chicken is still on the loose. Apparently, an eight pounder, eighteen inches tall, with a sharp beak and some claws on it that don't quit. Uh, is that what it says? Is... That don't quit. <laughs> Apparently, the chicken is wanted for assault. So, although, you know, I, I'm a little sympathetic toward the chicken because 
really ultimately the chicken is going to end up as a part of a happy meal or something isn't it i mean it's would you rather be part of a happy meal or uh, torn apart by some wild animal like happened to Gordon's <laughs> second and first chickens? Apparently, I don't know. I was hoping the first, the the uh, the first one got got, uh, got had a happy life, devoured that's, by a bear. That, 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 that <laughs> but the second one I saw destroyed right before me, and uh, it's unspeakable. All right, coming up next, Craig Bowler Jack jumps on the show for the whole 5 o'clock hour. Stay tuned, 97.5 and 1280 of The Zone.